always fun to talk with uh, the vice president of uh, Media Research Center, the TechWatch division, Dan Gaynor, who uh, joins us not as often as I'd like, but as often as we can work it out. And in this case, to talk about uh, a uh, Republican uh, bill introduced called the Online Freedom and Viewpoint Diversity Act. Uh, Dan, thanks very much for talking with us this morning. Uh, two questions right off the bat. Why is this bill necessary, and what is it uh, going to try and accomplish? Well, I mean, why it's necessary, and anybody who spends any time on Facebook or, God help you, Twitter, uh, uh, you know that conservatives get censored on these platforms. And back in 96, when the Communications Decency Act was written, and the only thing people were worried back then was about porn and defamation. Sure. And so they, Congress wanted these companies to go to their websites and say, please, get rid of this stuff. We don't want it on here. And so they gave them sort of a bl- not quite blanket, but basically blanket immunity uh, to, to edit their websites. And when they did that, porn went away. And I mean, you can find it on the internet, but you have to look for it. You don't have to, you didn't find it everywhere. And Congress was happy. But then over time, these companies have gone from seeing, uh, you know, stuff that is legitimately bad as bad to things that they disagree with as bad. And so that's why at this point, you know, especially after the 2016 election, big tech has gone mentally insane like much of the media, and they, they are trying to silence conservative voices enough so that they can pick the president of the United States. So that's, that's the reason why it's happened. The goal here is to, you know, and I mean, there's, there's a lot of different proposals out there. We get into nuance of this, but basically the goal is to modify Section 230 that the, this part of the Communications Decency Act, so that these companies can't restrict speech the way they're doing. And, and I mean, look, it's, it's anti-American. Let's, let's just be, call it what it is. We grew up in an era, both you and I, where we were told more speech is better speech, that the way to counter somebody who says something awful, even if they're the worst person on earth, even if they're Nazi scum or, or whatever, the way to do it, is with other speech. I mean, that's, remember, the ACLU sure. was supporting letting, letting Nazis march in Skokie, Illinois. But now the left realizes, oh, wait a second, conservatives went online, and there's a whole bunch of us there. And this guy, Kevin Roos from the New York Times, complains about it every single day that the most popular things on Facebook are conservative. Like, well, how dare they? How dare it not be New York Times or CNN? Oh, my gosh, we've got to stop that. And that's their whole goal. They want everybody to be a Democrat. They want everybody to toe the Democrat, the government line, and just wait in line for your bread, for your apartment, for your job, for your clothing. Uh, We're just here to help you. That bothers me. That bothers a lot of people a lot. Well, I mean, it's it's hilarious to watch. The, the biggest beneficiaries of government regulation and capitalism to complain, you know, about the idea of getting rid of government regulation and to complain about capitalism. You know, this is, whether, whether these companies like thinking it that way or not, it's a carve-out. It's a regulation that was designed to launch the Internet, and it did. God bless it. Section 230 benefits not just big tech. If you run a website and you allow, you know, people to post on it, you're not liable for what those idiots might post. So, you know, whether it's a talk radio station or, you know, a knitting site or whatever. The problem is when Trump won, they realized, oh, my gosh, 
conservatives are online, and they're in line in bulk. Now, they don't want to talk about why that is because of decades of media bias and the traditional media. That's why conservative organizations went on online. But they just decided they want to make online world just like traditional media. So they instituted fact checkers, which are all bogus. And then they instituted, you know, Facebook's adding this oversight board, which is an international body that's designed to make American free speech like global free speech. In other words, not like free speech. Right. It has to be the global. How successful will the attempt to get this bill passed be? Well, I mean, I, I think a lot depends on November. I mean, it won't, it won't pass before then. Uh, and, you know, like everything else in Washington right now, it depends on what happens in the election. But the idea that both sides want to change Section 230 has got to start scaring the tech companies. So they're trying to pit left against right. Because the left wants to change 230 as well, but they want to change it because they're unhappy these companies don't censor more. <laughs> they want less free speech, not more free well, speech. They, want, they, want, they know they'll have free speech. They want us to have less free speech. Uh-huh. Free speech for thee, not for you. Know, for me, not for thee. That's their, that's their motto. Man, and man. and I and I mean, you look at the Facebook and Twitter and all these company policies, and they they are as woke as possible. So if you dare criticize uh, illegal immigration or somebody who might uh, you know, have uh, you know, be part of a, a sex orgy, you're, these those both of those things violate Facebook's policies. Man, that is, I I wish we had more time. I always wish that. Dan Gaynor, Vice President of the Media Research Center's Tech Watch. You want to know more about it? The uh, uh, MRC's website have more on this bill and the efforts. Dan? Uh, You should go to newsbusters.org. There you go, newsbusters.org. Thank you very much for uh, steering us in that direction.